0: On today's podcast, I had Felicia Rexford on and she is doing so many different things right now from homeschooling her kids and being a mother to being an ex-drone pilot here in Las Vegas and now selling over 100 homes a year as a realtor. She's gonna share some of her mindset, tips and tricks in this podcast, as well as talk about some future goals and what retirement really looks like. So make sure you stay to the end. Now, let's jump into it. Are you looking to grow your real estate investing business? My company, Future Flipper, can help. We've taught hundreds of people all over the country how to flip, wholesale, and buy rental properties. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your investing journey. Whether you're trying to get your first deal or scale your company, Future Flipper can help. We have courses, coaching, and events for all levels of investors. So if you wanna take the next step, go to futureflipper.com and book a free consultation to see how we can best help you. Once again, that's futureflipper.com. If you've ever wanted to invest with me on my real estate deals, it's now possible. At Panada Capital, we're purchasing value-add real estate all across the country. This includes multifamily, commercial, and land development. The best part is, with my network, social media presence, and marketing strategies, we're able to get the very best deals that others don't have access to. You can join in with me on those deals if you're an accredited investor. If you wanna learn more, head over to PinedaCapital.com to see our current opportunities. Once again, that's PinedaCapital.com. Welcome to the Ryan Pineda Show. Where our mission is to invest. I only expect to make money in things that I understand. Innovate. It's about believing in the future and thinking that the future will be better than the past. And inspire. I am much more likely to hit my goal just due to putting it out out there. You're now rocking with the best. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Ryan Pineda Show. Today, I have got a really special guest. Uh, She's done a lot in a very short amount of time in the real estate game. She started out as a military vet in the Air Force uh, out here in Vegas, Mm -hmm. doing that for a very long time, and eventually transitioned into real estate Mm -hmm. as a realtor where she's become one of the top realtors in Las Vegas. On top of that... She's also attended some of my future flipper events and has a great investment portfolio. There's a whole bunch of things that we're gonna talk about in today's episode, but I have none other than Felicia Rexford. What's Thank up? You.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. I know you're a busy man conquering the world and all.
0: I think you're probably busier than me. <laughs> Just hearing about all these clients and deals you got going on. It's a lot.
1: Oh, it's a lot. But I feel blessed. <laughs> Everybody's always asking, you know, how do you balance it all? I think that's always the number one question. How do you balance it all? And I don't know. I just wake up excited and happy and grateful. And so that just kind of pushes me.
0: Ironically, I have a webinar today, but by the time this airs, it won't even, it'll have already gone, but it's about balance and building businesses. So yeah, pretty cool. You
1: got to constantly strive for that. You have to fight for it. You have to figure out times for, for things. And it's a constant battle and fight, but, um, it's good. I'm never going to complain about being busy. I I don't ever want to complain about being busy. That's blessed. You know,
0: let's talk real quick about, I mean, we're going (laughs) to talk about your origin story, but tell me about, like, where you're at today. I know you, okay. you're you married. You've got how many kids now? Two. Two kids. Yep,
1: two boys, 9 and 11.
0: And you're busy being a mom.
1: And homeschooling.
0: And home, oh, man. So you got <laughs> a saw, lot going on. I saw
1: a post yesterday about homeschooling.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny about that post? I made it a year ago, that video. And then, you know, my guys, they take snippets of it and whatever. And yeah. so they, they post the snippets a year later when homeschooling is, like, the now thing. a really big yeah. thing because of COVID. And people are like, well, I don't want my kids going to school with masks and all yeah. I'm like, hey, look, this was a year ago. Yeah. This is how I felt about homeschooling. Yeah. And you
1: looked a little younger in that clip. That's right. Cause I saw it and I thought maybe he's just trying to stimulate conversation. Cause that's a good stimulant right now.
0: Well, my guys know that they're like, Hey, we gotta talk about this. Yeah. This is relevant. But uh, yeah, now the decision's much different than before when in regards to homeschooling.
1: And and I I, I never <laughs> ever thought that I would be homeschooling either. So I think that that decision was pushed upon some of us, but I have to say that I love it. I know we're not here to talk about homeschooling, but that is part of me now. That's, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife to a firefighter um, who has a crazy schedule. He is home today. He's been gone for 72 hours, 72 hours. He's home today and he leaves for another 72 hour shift tomorrow. Right. So it's me and my two boys doing extracurriculars, homeschooling, realtor. Yeah. Course, we have our investments. I manage our, our Airbnbs myself.
0: How many do you guys have now? Three. Nice.
1: So we went and picked up two after your Big Bear retreat in Big Bear. Right. So we've got two there. You're going to have to tell me how to like deal with San Bernardino County on another day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> trust me. I'm still figuring. I, I honestly might like oh sell my, my whole gosh. portfolio. I'm just kind of over it. It's
1: exhausting. Yeah. And then we have one in Utah. Um, I have three agents under me, a TC, and am growing a real estate name, brand, and company here that is just really thriving, yeah, really thriving.
0: How many deals did you guys do, you know, these last couple of years?
1: So right now I look back at the 12 months track record, we're doing a hundred deals. Nice. And this year in 2021, we will do more than a hundred deals. Nice. We're, we're really breaking down like all of our goals. I've got some really cool, fun things in store for my team come December for some celebratory things. Cause it's just been, it's just been a year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And most of your clients are military, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Right. Because that comes from my influence. You know, I was initially stationed here at Nellis Air Force Base as a sensor operator instructor. So um, a lot of people now talk about drones, drones. Um, I flew the MQ-1 and the MQ-9 aircraft. I was a sensor operator, was essentially like a uh, co-pilot position. So there's two people flying these things, a pilot, and then technically like a co-pilot. I'm only a co-pilot position when we're launching and landing. But when we're up in the air, I would do the ISR, Intelligence Surveillance Reconnaissance. So I would be operating the, the cameras. And then when we had to employ weapons, I'd be putting crosshairs on target. So... That was kind of my previous life for thirteen years.
0: Thirteen years of of essentially doing everything with drones was that. everything main with thing? drones,
1: and then I went from the combat side to the instructor side. Okay. So I was up. Anybody mm-hmm. that's knowledgeable of of Vegas now may know Creech Air Force Base in the northwest as mm-hmm. a big, huge wing. When I was up there, it's still Indian Springs Auxiliary Field. It was just a tiny little airbase. So I've really watched it blossom, and I built so many relationships there, never knowing I was getting into real estate. Like, that wasn't even on the horizon at all. Right. But you just build a name for yourself in life, and that was kind of, you know, I I built my name and my my reputation up there. And then when I transferred into real estate, I look back, and I'm so grateful that I treated people good when I did because it just carries over in life. And from there, it's just – boomed
0: yeah and the thing too with military and real estate it's like these people are always on the move so you're like getting deals left and right
1: every few years that pipeline is constantly turning um in the middle I do not go anywhere typically in June July and August because that's one of our biggest PCS seasons so that's when people are transferring in from other states and other air bases and out so you're exactly right. Somebody could have bought a house with me two, three years ago and they call me, hey, got my, got my orders. If I get that call, I know that it's a quick turnaround. They probably need to be gone within two months.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, and if they bought two, three years ago with you, they're very happy. They're so happy. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh, they're so happy. And a lot of these kids use their VA loan 0% down two, three years ago they just and they're walking a with grand. 60, 70, yeah. $80,000 and they're looking at me with like, I can't, even, I'm like, you're, you're blessed, man. You're totally blessed. You hit it right at the right time.
0: Yeah. For sure. So. Timing's, timing's everything and yeah. a lot of investments for yeah. sure. So, you know, that that's kind of what you're doing now. You got a lot going on. Being yeah. a mom, I, me as a dad now, I have super respect for, you know, parents who have careers and everything, especially, you know, homeschooling yeah. and moms in general. It was funny because my wife is a stay-at-home mom and, you know, people are like, okay, d- does your wife work? And I'm like, you know, I think she works harder than me.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. It is absolutely because it never goes away. Yeah. Like it never stops. You know, like I think that sometimes we go to work, have a great day, even driving in peace and quiet. I don't think some people realize that that's like a break. Where a mom, a stay at home mom,
0: nonstop. These never. kids are just never crazy.
1: Unless you go out on Wednesday nights, right? You guys have date nights. Oh, uh, we do a
0: Friday night now. Friday nights. Yeah. It,
1: that is, it's crucial. It's crucial to get her out of the house for a little bit.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, on weekends is my turn to be kind of stay at home dad. So I don't really work on the weekends. I just stay home. I watch the kids. And I do a pretty bad job at that too, because <laughs> even then, like it, my job on the weekends to kind of relieve her of her duty, but yeah. then she just still gets sucked. She's like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you're you're yeah. just not even doing it right. It's, and, it's easier for I me to go to say do it. it.
1: They're probably not going to be saying dad. They're always going to be saying mom. It's always mom.
0: Well, so. <laughs>
1: oh, well. <laughs> well
0: no, so this is actually a, a funny thing in our house. They, they'd like never say mama. They always really? say dada. And so, you know, she'll tell me like I'm like they just been yelling Dada all day. That's funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's 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 totally unique. That's not yeah. the normal.
0: Right. And uh I don't even know if they know what they're saying. They're only two and a half and one, but yeah. you know, yeah. It's still good to hear from me anyways. Yeah. It, Probably rougher on her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy though that stay at home mom. I, I, my TC, my, my assistant's actually a stay at home mom. She came to me a few years ago and wanted a job. She was a manager at one of the casinos and just managing thousands of people. And she goes, I really want to transition into being a stay at home mom, but I would like still, I would still like a job. And I needed a new TC at the time. And uh, she loves it. She loves being able to be at home, but she is a bulldog on my files. So (laughs) that's been a good relationship.
0: Good. Well, that's awesome. So obviously got everything going on right now. Um, We're going to talk about later in the podcast about future and goals and different things. But uh, how did you even get to this point? Like, uh, I'm always curious how people become realtors because nobody wants to be a realtor like growing up. It's not a career.
1: Yeah. And my dad was a realtor. So trust me, I did not want to be a realtor. My mom was a realtor.
0: I didn't want to be a realtor. No.
1: It's, you do the opposite, right? You see them do something you don't, I, I wanted nothing to do with it. It was never on the horizon for me at all. Um, and you and I were just talking about this off camera just for a quick second. But um, in 2000, so, so the story kind of begins in 2009 or 10 um, when the market was definitely not even at its lowest, but still heading downward. Um, one of my coworkers was going to short sell her house. And I had been to her house. It was a little two-bedroom, two-bath. She was going to short sell her house. And uh, she told me what price she was going to sell it at. And it was like $75,000. Is it just in Vegas? Yeah. 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 Um, So it was a two-bedroom, two-bath house. So I went home to Nick and I'm like, you know, so-and-so is going to sell her house for $75,000. And all I knew was at that time I had enough in my savings account to put 25% down. And so I went and did some quick math. I mean, talking like (gasps) napkin math, right? I have no idea. Napkin math, okay, my mortgage would be, and I'm not even, this is facts, I think everything all in was just under $500. (laughs) And we were gonna turn, and even in that market, we are gonna turn around and rent it out for like a 1,000. Again, ballpark, round number. So I went, holy crap, there's something to be said here. So for the next few years, Nick and I kind of got this taste for something, there was no bigger pockets. There was no Ryan Pineda podcast. There was right. nothing like this kind of guiding people. It just was napkin math that made sense.
0: Yeah, you're like, this is common sense. Yeah, this totally well, makes lose? sense. Yeah. This house was freaking $300,000 a couple years ago. Yeah, and <laughs> I can
1: own a house for 75000 Yeah. So anyways, we did we, we put our minds to it to buy a house a year at that time. So we were like, we're going to buy one house a year. So we were really boring mid-20-year-olds because we didn't go and spend our money. Not many people money. have that goal. <laughs> yeah. You know, Nick and I are like, we're just we're like-minded and I'm just really glad that he's my partner in life because we can bounce and get excited over things like that, you know? So, um, we were super excited. That was our goal. And that's what we did. We started buying houses one year, every house, every single year. And, uh, at some point, this is what we were just talking about. He's a firefighter and I'm a planner. That's my military mindset, you know, like just always planning things out, And we were making our bed one night and I just, it was like a spitball conversation. I said, you know, babe, God forbid everything, any, anything ever happens to you or let's talk this out. If something happened to me, what, what would you do with everything that we have in life? If something happened to you, what should we do in life? You know? And I thought, man, we own, and I don't know, maybe five houses back then, five houses or six houses. Um, maybe I should go get my my real estate license. In the event something were to happen, I could save commissions on selling this if I had to liquidate assets, if I had to pay off our house so the kids and I could stay here. I don't know. I'm just trying to like ballpark. So I'm like, I'm gonna go get my license. That's why.
0: Before you tell the rest, isn't it funny like that was the thought? But like when you look about it and you think about it, you're like, that's not even like a backup plan. I know. So it like was, go it was sell like, some houses. Yeah. That ain't going to like make you survive the rest.
1: Oh, and I wasn't going to leave my job. This was <laughs> yeah. like going to be a side hustle. And, yeah. th- and I even said this. I, <laughs> I said this to him. We're making our bed. And I said, if I do like two deals a year, that's like extra savings, you know. Yeah. But I'll just have this just in case. Right. So that mm. was the thought. So then I went back up to Creech because I was still working full time. And I would sit there after flights and missions and debriefs. And I would be studying for my real estate exam. And people saw me doing this. So people saw me studying for my real estate exam. And um, while I was studying, people started like swiveling their chair up and coming up to me and going, hey, I need to sell a house. I need to sell my house. I need to buy a house. I'm like, you know, obviously you know, because I work with you. You know that I'm like, I haven't even gotten my license yet. They did not care. They did not care. This is one of the biggest lessons I think that I've really learned in life, <clears throat> and it's about trust. People like people want to trust somebody. Because Ryan, I didn't even have my license. They were watching me to try to take my exam. Yeah. Before this is this is a true story. Before I ever actually um, submitted and got to hang my license in a brokerage, I had seven deals. Wow. And I put everything underneath my broker's name. Yep. And I gave them a huge cut. Yep. To train off of, like I'm just going to follow you. Show me what I'm doing. Yep but what the people that came to me wanted was somebody to have their back. They wanted somebody to like be on their side. Also, you know,
0: who understood their experience and what they're going through.
1: True. So seven deals before I ever had my license and that definitely was like an aha moment, like, oh, this could this could be something. And you're you're exactly right. I, I started to do a little research and I'm like, I just don't know of any agent that really coins himself a military expert. So mm. that was kind of like a light bulb. Nobody's really coining themselves this specialty expert in VA or is a veteran to, ha- to be able to talk PCSs, TDYs, you know, all of their lingo. Right. I can. So that kind of like, I don't know, the seed was planted, watered, the light bulb went on and I thought there's something to this. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I think <laughs> that's great. I, um, my path to real estate was kind of similar in that, all right, I'll get my license. You know, it's a good side hustle. I can still do my career that I really want, which was baseball for you. It was the military. Yeah. But I think we both understood, you know, both of those careers have a lifespan. So like, what are Mm -hmm. we doing after? And unlike you, um, I wasn't buying in 2010. (laughs) You know, I, I didn't even have a goal of like, oh, it'd be cool to like buy a house a year I just wasn't even thinking about those things. And what I did learn was being a realtor is really hard if you're just trying to attract random people who don't know you. Um, I tell our realtors this all the time at Forever Home, you know, you really wanna just go after a certain niche. Yep, absolutely. I say this in social media and business and everything, like first off, before you create a product or marketing or service, who's your avatar, Mm -hmm. right? So if you are, uh, let's just take the show, for example, the show has an avatar. What is it? Well, it's probably somebody with an entrepreneurial mindset. It's probably somebody who wants to invest. It's somebody who probably takes social media, you know, understands the power of it. Um, and just demographically, I know that it's probably somebody between 21 to 35 because the analytics tell me that. And I also know that the majority of them are dudes. yeah. And so there's a reason Facebook, Google, all these companies are so valuable. It's because they have the data. Mm -hmm. They know exactly who the customer is. And so if I know that it's very likely that person is watching me. And by the way, if you fit that criteria and you're watching this on YouTube, comment below and be like, yep, that's me. (laughs) Odds are it's you. So, you know, you can tailor whatever it is you're doing to your demographic. But, uh, what I always tell our realtors is like, look, you know, you may not have all these analytics yet, but you have hobbies and interests and things that, Mm -hmm. you know, make you, you. And if you want to go, and for me, I always say this, if I was a realtor all over again, what I would do at this point is I'd be going after ex baseball players. I'd be trying to get anyone who wants to move to Vegas. That's in sports. I would, uh, also go after business owners and people who are, you know, financially savvy. And I would also go after social media influencers, the YouTubers, the TikTokers and all these guys, because I can relate to all those people from my own experiences. And a lot of realtors are just like freaking whoever. Yeah. I'm down to work with whoever. You want to buy a 50,000 dollar condo? I'm down with that. You want to buy a $5 million house? I'm down. It doesn't work like that. Right. You can only have a lane that you go down. You cannot appeal to everybody.
1: Yeah, well we're human and people are always looking for that trust factor. That's why I tell my team and my girls, if you're getting your kids into soccer, guess what? Those soccer parents all need to know that you do. that's your thing. That's going to be your thing because you're going to be there every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday for games, cheering with their kids, and that's that commonality that I think naturally people like, people want. That's who we gravitate towards, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think commonality, obviously we're talking about hobbies and um, careers, but Mm -hmm. the reality is too, commonality is people that look like you as well. I mean, I get Filipinos and all these – People who enjoy working out and different, like people who have looked like me, mm-hmm. they want to work with me. And right or wrong, that's just kind of the way society works. And so, if you're trying to get somebody, like I, I tell our Spanish agents, I'm like, yo, if you're going to go really deep on the Hispanic community, go all in. Yeah. Make your ads in Spanish. You know, make like go get those neighborhoods where you know that they're interested in mm-hmm. do marketing there. Like, because you will have an advantage yeah. over somebody else. Yep. It is what it is. And, uh, you know, it's just, you, you have to start thinking like a business person. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of people in society today, they get offended by things like that. And it's like, well, people are humans.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, oh my gosh, that is such a good point. I've, again, told my team, I just told you my husband's going to be gone six out of seven days this week. I'm a mom. I'm a mom. Right. I have a nine and an 11 year old little boy. If I have to go from one appointment to picking up the, from soccer to meet you to go show a house, guess what? My kids are going to be in tow. And I throw that stuff on social media Yep. because this is the thing. This is me. And if you want to deal with me, this is who you're getting. You're going to get a mom. You're going to get somebody who's going to hustle and work her ass off with her kids, but you're going to get a mom. Yep. And I will get clients because of that. And I probably will lose clients because of that. But this is the thing. I don't think the people that I lose, I wasn't supposed to work, work with, with anyways. Like yeah, I don't, don't need wanna. to work with them anyways. Right. So that stuff, I, I love it. Just be yourself, be out there, um, try to find like-minded people, go into like that very specific niche. I created a niche. Nick said when I walked away from that career, because it was, it was a career at Air Force Base. I was making six figures. It was a beautiful, cool, awesome. I just, I loved everything about it. When I walked away from that, he said, well, what are you, what's your goals? Like, what are your thoughts here? And I told him, I said, I want Creech Air Force Base. So I walked away from Creech, but I never put Creech in like the rear view mirror.
0: Right. I wanted
1: to, I wanted to target. And that's kind of fun. I wanted to target all that's of what those that's, that's what you do. That's <laughs> what I used to do. And now I'm going to target those people. But it was, it was, it was um, like my goal and my ambition and still is to this day, which is why I am an honorary commander of the 22nd attack squadron. It's why I stay infiltrated as much as I can up there. So yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I'm with you. You know, it's super smart to do that. And I think it just leads to so much more success. And you're just working with people that you want to work with, right? Like uh, at the end of the day, if I look at all my companies and the type of people and customers and clients we attract, they're all kind of similar to me in a way. Like uh, they share some kind of commonality in that maybe they're young, maybe. Um, We get a lot of Christians because I'm always talking about faith. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of, you know, married people that, you know, have kids and young families. And so that's just you are going to attract what you are. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if you're attracting drama all the time, then you probably are drama. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, (laughs) just check yourself if you don't like the people that are around you because probably you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's great. Um, What would you say? you know, I know you're, you're attracting like a lot of military people and everything. Have you tried to branch into other aspects like luxury, mm-hmm. you know, real estate? Cause I don't think a lot of military people are buying multimillion dollar homes. Not
1: at all. And I was fine mm-hmm. with that for the, you know, the first few years, i was completely fine with that because again, that was just who I am. And, and again, I took a listing two days ago and was sitting across the table from um, first-time homebuyers, v- VA loan, about to sell for their first time, holding their little tiny baby, going to make some money. I love – and they're like, I think we're going to go to Texas and just rent this time around. And I'm like, why? You're going to have your VA – I like – I love <laughs> – there's a big part of what I do that I still love. So you're going to get that energy and all that stuff. And it wasn't that luxury doesn't – um you know, spark my interest. Of course. I mean, like, come on, of course, but I wasn't chasing it this year. Naturally just being in the business and have built up, um, I think enough of an enough of a name. Yeah. I've naturally started to pick up more high end listings. You know, I just closed a $1.4 million listing last week, I think last Friday. And I made long, long, time like friendships with those sellers and those people and they're already handing my name out and this that the other. So I mean I just like people. I yeah. think that's another reason why I do good in real estate, you right. know? It's a but people business. I think um and somebody told me that before. When when you're in real estate long enough, you're gonna get a million dollar deal at some point, you know? I, I think mine happen a little bit faster, um, just because it goes back to your name, your name and your brand and who you are and you're easily searchable. <laughs> I picked up a buyer yesterday who it was a Zillow search. And he's like, you're a a vet, military. You seem to be everything that we want. You're five star, this, that, the other. And those reviews, which are real life, are out there, you know, so.
0: Yeah, and once again, it goes back to once you start selling, you know, one, it turns into more because now you have a track record. So it's like Mm -hmm. the first time doing something is always the hardest. And this is what I tell people with all business. You know, that first house flip is always the hardest. after you like experience it, you're like, Oh, that wasn't that bad. Or even if you lost or did something, you're like, you know, I I screwed up every way and I'm still here. Yeah. And I know I can do it better next time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's funny because I'm not even a realtor anymore, but I still get people who are like, Hey, you know, I want to buy a house in Vegas. I know you have a brokerage. Like, you know, who would you recommend? And so, you know, I'll send out these, these leads to people and stuff. And, um, I get quite a few million dollar plus referrals just because That's it's great. like who were attra- who I attract is like a wealthy type client who right. you know whatever and I just think about it like when I was a realtor I could not even sniff that yeah. and now it's yeah. like I'm not even a realtor I don't even want it but As because coming. I'm putting that out there. <clears throat> yep. So it's crazy. Yeah. Um I want to talk about you know what it looks like going forward because now you're you know you're in like your 5th or 6th year doing this and mm-hmm. you know you're having a ton of success it's growing and this is kind of a point for most business owners where they have to decide like do I want to take this to the next level am I you know satisfied where I'm at do I want to start trading you know money or you know get my <coughs> time back you know I'm okay not making as much or maybe staying where I'm at but having more time So I wanna hear where you're at, but first let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. Have you ever wanted to invest in real estate, but you didn't have the time to find deals yourself? That's where Fundrise comes in. Fundrise is a crowdfunding platform that has transacted over $5 billion in real estate and has over 150,000 active investors. While many funds like my own require accredited investors, Fundrise allows anyone to invest with as little as $500. If you'd like to learn more, check out Fundrise.com. Once again, that's Fundrise.com. A quick word from our sponsor. One of the best ways to get off-market real estate deals is through cold calling. And if you want to reach as many people as fast as possible, then you need Batch Dialer. With their predictive dialing technology and built-in CRM, Batch Dialer is one of the top dialers in the industry. You can switch between single or multi-line dialing, as well as do voicemail drops and call recordings. And for being a listener of The Ryan Pineda Show, you'll get a seven day free trial. Just go to batchdialer.com slash Ryan. Once again, that's batchdialer.com slash Ryan. Now back to the show. All right. So what's next for you? What are you trying to do?
1: So once I walked from Creech and started real estate full time, I was by myself. Then you get to about 60 deals and you're like, I can't do all the paperwork. You get a TC, right? Right. Then I got a TC Then I went and plateaued again. Okay, now I can't get above 80 deals. I need another agent, took on another agent. So, you know, every time I've kind of hit those plateaus, it makes you push through them. What's that next level? What does that look like, right? But I think the overall idea for Nick and myself is the real estate income that I produce has given us the availability of a lot more money to invest And really, Nick and I's long term goals are retiring young enough together to enjoy life. Um, And when I say retire, I think anybody who has an entrepreneur mind never's really going to retire. But there's like a different form of retirement, right? I don't have to show up anywhere. I have enough money to to live on, and and whatever other side hustles we're doing, right? Because we're always going to be working. We're always retiring
0: is when you can do what you want. Yeah, essentially. Yep. And if you want to work, great. Cool. Yeah.
1: So I. So now that is um, now that I've built a team, one I get super excited about how much money I can get them to make. So right now I'm building them up as agents, and I'm get really excited to see that I now have six figure agents yeah. all because of my brand. Like right. that's super exciting to me. It's not just about the money that I'm making; it's about them. So everybody's doing well. Everybody's eating at the table. Now I'm going to take my money and I want to go buy more investments. And that's where we're at right now. Our, our little snowball effect, I've been able to really concentrate again in 2021 on buying in 2020. I, we, I think a lot of people went, it's time to save. Like, let's like hunker down. Let's save. What's this look like? Let's wait out the storm. In 2021, everybody's like on fire. And that's what we're in the same exact boat. So it's buy, buy, buy. And the team knows that because that's what I'm focusing on, I may not be um, the one taking out the buyers to see houses and pick up listings, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm still going to make a cut off of that, but I want to use my money to reinvest so that I can get to my goals and retire. Nick has eight years until he retires on the fire department, and I've given my I've paralleled my retirement game plan with his. Like, how cool would that be for us to both pull shocks? Oh yeah, (laughs) I don't plan anything, Ryan, not at all. But like, how cool would that be for uh, us both just to be like? We're both done. We're done. What do you want to go do, babe? I'm
0: sure the kids are already graduated by then too. That's already part of the plan.
1: (laughs) One year in high school, but yes, close.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone can do. Like, you're like, are you going to kick them out? Like, what's the deal?
1: No, you know. uh, So Nick actually bought years, so we expedited his um, retirement because we could, because that's what real estate has afforded us. So we bought him years, so he'll be retiring younger than he would if he had to do his full time. Um, I've already preached to my kids; they can stay if they're. Um, productive, kind, hardworking human beings, they can stay under my roof as long as they want if they've got a plan and they're doing something with their life, yeah. you know?
0: But you're like, we just might not be there. But, We're yeah, out. that's exactly <laughs> right. But
1: you know what's so cool right now to kind of not circle all the way back to the homeschooling thing, but we are traveling so much with them right now. Yeah, because again, I can, because I have a team lined up. So there is no school time hour system months of the year that I have to plan travel around. Right. And then I have my own schedule. I don't talk to anybody about my schedule. And Nick, he works hard, but then we can get him good chunks of time off. Right. So we're traveling a ton right now as family. So you're right. I mean, I think once it gets to that point where we're good financially and we can quote, retire, I'm ready to go and, and see some parts of the world with Nick and live life. I mean, I have one life, you know? I have yeah. one life. Yeah, I want to get out there and <laughs> take the 50,000 pictures of all the different places, you know? Yeah.
0: So. You know, <laughs> I haven't had to deal with this yet with school because my kids aren't in, you know, the normal school system yet. But now that I think about it, too, I'm like, man. Because I live my life by, like, I'm just doing what I want. Yep. Like, I don't care. Freaking, to me, I'm retired at this point. I just only yeah. do things I want. And, you know, I'm, like, thinking now with my kids, because my wife can do what she wants too, but it's mm-hmm. like, all right, yeah, if my kids are stuck in school, do I have the <laughs> – am I like, all right – uh you guys are skipping school. Like we need to go on vacation. We
1: got written up. So yeah. when my kids were in Aurora, cause that's me, I'm, I'm that mom. I'm sorry. I'm that's that how mom. I feel too. I'm an, I'm that mom. And, and uh, two years ago we got an, a yellow letter. Like it legit came in the mail, yellow letter. and was like, your kids can't miss any more school. And I was like, we are going to be at Disneyland next Tuesday. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I, uh, there's just, I could be gone tomorrow. I'm going to go do that stuff with them. So, and even now when I homeschool, we invite all of our like dear friends to come with us on all these trips. Yeah. And 85 to 90% of the time, the text back is, oh, the kids don't get out of school till Friday or, oh, we can't do it this, that. You know, the other cool flip side to homeschooling is um, we will travel when everybody's in school. And then when everybody is out, like we have Labor Day coming up, everybody's going to be traveling during labor day. I'm not, I'm going to hunker down during labor day. I can travel another time, you know? So right. that's kind of fun too.
0: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like now thinking, man, maybe I will homeschool yeah. so I could just do what I want. Like, <laughs> cause my wife would never do it. We'd have to like hire, uh, well, so Mindy was a teacher. She yeah. was a eighth grade teacher for three years. So, I mean, she's got experience in it, but Neither well, of us age brackets do
1: that. are different too. I mean, my kids are nine and 11. They're self-sufficient little men is how I t- say it, you know? So yeah, it's not like teaching a five-year-old. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Man. I, so, yeah. The, the only reason I would homeschool now is like just selfishly like, yeah, I just don't want to deal with their scheduling. We're just doing what we want. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And even now, like Nick and I always played ball growing up and uh, they're in soccer. They do horseback riding. And we are people, if we're committed to a team, we're not going to miss games because that's not a team. That's not a team player. You need to be there if you're practicing together and, you know, your team's relying on you. So when we get even into sports, selfishly, I'm always like, dang it, we can't go anywhere for like the next six weeks, you know, because I don't want them missing their games, you know? So that's kind of the times that we like hunker down. But yeah, you, I mean, you ask kind of where am I going? I'm building this brand and this team. I want my teammates to thrive. I want everybody to do well. I want us to produce a good product. I want to be there for people. I want to hopefully grow, you know, I'm doing my YouTube channel now. So I'm trying to grow my YouTube channel and do all of these things. But at the end of the day, it's really to feed my investments and it's to feed more time, more quality time with my husband while I have like days on this earth
0: yeah you know I'm with you so as far as growing the business goes I mean we know that you want to retire in eight Mm -hmm. years and uh do you have like a desire to be like the biggest and best agent in Las Vegas or do you have other goals like what is it
1: I think, um, and I, and like I told you a little bit ago, I said I want Creech. That's kind of a funny thing, but it's it's real. I want Creech. I want. There are thousands of people up at Creech Air Force Base doing a mission that I know and believe in, and put a heart, my heart and soul into. There shouldn't be <laughs> one other name or gro- or brokerage brought up in any squadron yeah. amongst any meal. Without my name coming up, you know, so I kind of, I mean, that's always been a goal to me to be like the number one agent, uh, feeding and working in and out of Creech, you know, um, goals long-term in terms of real estate. I mean, obviously I have monetary goals, you know, and numeric goals and how much business I want to do. But, um, I mean, this year I'm just kind of blown away. I'm honestly gonna have to sit back and reevaluate those because this year we're crushing so many of our goals, you know? It's August, and we've already, like, broken down so many doors. It's great.
0: Yeah. So we were talking about this off camera. You know, you've already beat your your goal, and there's still four months to go. Yeah. Uh, Did I aim too low? Well, (laughs) so this is always the chicken and the egg thing that uh, comes with goal setting. Um, You know, there's the popular saying, create smart goals, right? Um, Man, I'm going to have to think of them off the top of my head. Uh, S is specific then M is measurable, A is attainable, attainable, R is relatable, I think, and then T is time bound. So or relevant, I guess, relatable, relevant. Like, why do you even want this goal? Does mm-hmm. it make sense? Mm-hmm. And um, you have that motto, which is essentially like, "Hey, set a goal that like mm-hmm. makes sense. You're gonna do it <clears throat> in a certain amount of time. It's a chain attainable. You know, whatever. And then you have the Grant Cardone method where it's like 10 X that goal. Yeah. Whatever it is. Right. Yeah. You want to do a million bucks, do 10 million. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm not going to do 10 million. This, like that's, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Whatever. Right. And, uh, the thing though, with his style is, well, yeah, you, you're probably not going to do 10, but instead of picking a million, you might end up doing two yeah, or three because yeah. you were striving for 10. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I think, so I've, I've done both. I'll be honest. I think you came to a, like a panel that I had talked on a few years ago and they asked us the, that kind of numeric goal. How many deals do you want to do next year? Mind you, this was 2019. And I said, I'm going to double down. Like I'm going to do double. And I had all these strategies in place to double down. So my brain was like, I'm going to double my numbers, double, 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 double. And then COVID hit and like everything changed and actually I stayed really busy. I did the exact same amount, like to the T, that I did in 2019 that I did in 2020, which I thought was a huge huge blessing, right. you know. Um but it was enough of like a whack on the head or the the face that's like here's real life curveball, you know. Yeah. That I had just I had these like ambitions for that doubling down and I didn't get it. So it just made me reevaluate and I'm like, okay, I want something truly, no kidding, attainable because I want to hit it. Not just for myself.
0: Right. Like, but
1: for my team. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to hit that for my team. Yeah. So I kind of did both. Double, 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 COVID hit, Smacked me in the face a little bit. And I'm like, all right, now let me try to figure out something that's like truly attainable. Because that's that's a good feeling. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, you know, I, I have weekly goals. Like I break yep. my goals down from the year to the quarter to the month to the week to the day, right? And I think that helps me stay on track to hit whatever the big goal was, but yeah, it's not a good feeling when you're never hitting your goal because it's so high. So I think you do need to create like maybe the attainable goals and then just like some outrageous goal that like you're striving for. And I think it will like help you start thinking differently. You know, one that comes to mind for me was, you know, my dream house I'm building. Yeah. I, uh, when I first, I set this goal and before COVID struck, I'm like, hey, been in my house for a couple of years now. I usually move every couple of years. That's just how I've always done it. And, you know, I want to get like a home with a view. I'd saw these McDonald Highlands homes with views. I'm like, these are so cool. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, and I looked at the price. I'm like, okay, these things are like two to 3 million. I'm not there yet. Like I, I can't fathom spending that much money on a home. And, you know, I was like, but it would be so cool to have this. And it was like a big goal. And then I was like, well, but it doesn't really have a big backyard. So I need, if I'm going to do it, I need one with like an acre of view. It's got to be ridiculous. And then Somehow I'm like,
1: this manifested into a literal yeah. mountain. Well,
0: <laughs> but I would have never imagined that. I was just like, man, this would be so cool. I don't know how it would happen. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have any game plan for yeah. making this real, but- it was a vision I had at the beginning of 2020. Well, you know, fast forward, you know, whenever I get a vision, I just start like not going hard for it, but like doing my preemptive search. I'm like, all right, you know, what would it really take? And so you start looking. So for me, my research is let's look at what's on the market. Let's look at what recently sold. Let's look at expireds. Let's just see what's, what's happened. And then I realize I'm like, yeah. What I want doesn't exist. Like I'm
1: gonna have to make that. Yeah. Because
0: <laughs> they don't sell acre lots yeah. in there with, with a view. Yeah. It just, they don't, cause they would rather chop them up yeah. and they'll make more money. And I go, okay, well, at least I now know I'm looking for land. I'm not looking for a house. And so I started looking for land. I'm like, okay, what does an acre cost? Heck, if I'm going to get an acre, what does two acres yeah. cost? And then I, I start realizing, I'm like, man, there's not many of these either. Mm-hmm. And so I go on this land binge for, you know, like six months of just casually looking, not yeah. forcing anything. And then sure enough, like this opportunity presents itself. Um, I knew it the moment I saw it, we we get a great deal on it and we buy it. And then, you know, I'm like, great, I got the land. Uh, I'm going to need to go get the money to build this now because this is like super expensive. And then
1: I've seen your posts. Hopefully I can afford this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope I can afford it, guys. So might have to sell my kidney. Right. But, uh, so I ended up, uh, start looking and, you know, interviewing builders and all these things. And sure enough, you know, my architect, I'm like, Hey, let's do like a 7,500 square foot home. Like this is a big home. And uh, we, we doubled that yeah, yeah, a lot more. So we ended up, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we ended up going through the architect <laughs> and stuff. And as I get into it, I'm like, man, if I'm going to do this, (laughs) I might as well just get everything I want. And then the competitive nature of me goes, this is like a one of a kind piece of land. Like uh, I might as well just build the best house ever. And that was like my mindset. And I also thought about when this house is done in two, three years, where's my wealth going to be then? Am I going to be like mad? I skimped out Yeah, because you only got one shot to like build what you can build there. And so eventually I was like, you know what? we're all in. I'm just letting my imagination run free. I'm shooting for the stars. I'm going to build literally uh, just the best home that I could even dream up or imagine. And that's what we did. And so I think now it's like the main house is like 13,000. The guest is like over a thousand. And then the basketball court gym area is like 9,000. So it's it's like 20,000 plus. And yeah, you know, it's going to be expensive, but
1: you are going to move this here, there, right? What do you mean? Like you should do your podcast and stuff there too. Uh, Walk no. around in your slippers, just well, shuffle so, into your podcast. Well, no. So
0: then that's another, uh, nah, my, th- it's going to be too much chaos. All the kids and, you know, dogs and dude, I, I can't work from home. So, uh, no, I, uh, then, you know, so whatever that's going and we'll see what it ends up costing me, but yeah. you know, it's going to happen. How
1: are you mm. going to pay off the neighbor who doesn't like the roof line? <laughs> There's a roof line issue right now, right? Or a view issue.
0: No. So those are two separate things. Oh, So my house, I can do whatever I want. There's no HOA, there's no neighbors. I do anything. What I now have is my office. So after going through this development process for the last year of buying this land, getting plans and permits, I'm like, man, okay, developing's like not as bad as I thought. And I'm starting to think about this office and I'm like, we're growing pretty quick. Like, okay, what's our next office look like? And so I start playing in my mind again. I'm like, well, I would like a bigger studio. I would like a event center to do, you know, like a 200 person event and yeah. you know, all these things. Cause I just paid a, a boatload of money to hold my next event in uh, freaking downtown. Month. Yeah, yeah. The end of this month. And so I'm like, <clears throat> man, I need uh, like, why do I want to pay these guys? What if I had it all in house? That'd be sick. So then my mind starts wandering again. And I'm like, okay, let's see what's available. So I go on loop net and start looking at office space. I'm like, these all suck. These are too uncreative. So I'm like, all right, I need land. So I go look for land. And then, uh, sure enough, there's no land I want either, like on market. So what do I do? What I do best freaking start cold calling sellers yeah. and like finding deals. So whatever, locked up a deal, um, for office space land, but there's a restriction. This guy has a great strip view. We can't block him. Oh. And, uh, that was part of the deal.
1: Totally he, thought that was with your house. So no, this is with the office. This is with the office. Oh, okay.
0: And, uh, they're easy to confuse. They're both just ridiculous. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, whatever he, he rejected the first proposal. He's like, it blocks too much view. So we're going to redo it again and try and create just basically like Apple Google headquarters in Las Vegas. Cause wow. Why not? Why not? You know, like at the end of the day, why not? I think a
1: few years ago I was at your Big Bear retreat and I think you may have had three of the seven businesses you have now. So why not?
0: Why not? (laughs) You know, if you can. And and so that's the hard thing too in life is to like project your growth because you want to be optimistic, but you also want to be like, okay, what happens if it doesn't work, right? And... It's super tough to think about because when you're doing development, you have to make the decision for two, three years down the road when it's done yeah. today yeah. with no information. So you're either going to bet that, man.
1: I'm going to keep killing it.
0: I'm going to keep killing it and it's going to be good. Or you're betting yeah. that, uh, oh, you know what? Let's be safe.
1: And plan it to this year's restrictions, yeah. which would be kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'll bet on myself. Yeah. So yeah, development's weird that way. Versus, you know, you buy a single family house today that you want to live in. You're like, great. Like, yeah. This is what I can afford today. This is great. If I want to sell it two years from now because I'm in a better place. Cool. Whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think i mean what you're what you're talking about though i mean it, i'm such a visual person i'm like seeing this snowball you know and you're like already more than halfway down the mountain your snowball is like so it's picked up so much speed yeah and so much size there's no stopping it and i've said that i've mm-hmm. even said that mm-hmm. to the crew here i'm like there's really no stopping ryan at this point like there's mm-hmm. you've created this like huge thing you know whereas maybe i'm like just over the mountain, starting to pick up speed, still need attainable you're goals. Your yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you wanna build one? Brian? <laughs>
0: I've already played that. I've already gone down that road.
1: So but like you're just at that point though where you're really not stoppable. And I think that I'm still just trying to make a little bit of strategic moves and things like that. I hope that I get there really soon. But the other thing to that is that you can't be like nervous or scared to step through like opportunity doors, like doors that just open. And that's what's happened to me over and over and over again. Every investment, anytime I invest, I told you I'm buying some condos here in Las Vegas. Anytime I invest, I'm going to have people that are like, well, I want to do that. Yep. But then they won't. Yep. And then I will. Yeah. You know, like they just don't do it. You know, I, how many of my friends have, I think I want to get my real estate license then go get it. That's kind of what I say now. I say, go get it and then come talk to me Yeah, because it's just too much of my time and effort to talk about, talk, 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 just go do it and then come talk to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like opportunity and doors open and you just have to be big enough to walk through them. Yeah. That takes a lot of courage. It does. I'm not saying it doesn't. But every time I have done that, it has blossomed into something that I never even knew was out there. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, and here's the thing with walking through doors. Uh People think it's like this one-time event where they're like, no. okay, yeah, as long as, no. okay, this is so hard, I got to do it, no. and I do it, great, and it's like, well, guess what? Another tougher door, yep. and another tougher, like, yep. I just explained what I'm going through. I'm trying to do something that literally no one has done. Yeah. You know, I don't have anybody to, like, give Even me encouragement. They're like, yeah. hey, tell me how it went for you. It's like, <laughs> no, you're, you're in uncharted territory, yeah. and so... It's literally all just faith and confidence, and walking through this door. That hey, it's going to work out. And guess what? There's going to be problems. There's going to be issues. I'm going to get rejected, like I just did on this mm-hmm. first plan that we spent so many hours creating to get shot down in ten minutes. Yeah. And uh, that's part of it. Yeah. It's life. What are you going to do?
1: Yeah. Get mad and go back to the drawing board. Do it again. But most Let's do it again.
0: Well, most people will get mad and quit. Quit. But for sure, you can't do that. So. I want to see you create your snowball, and I think you're trying to do it through social media.
1: Trying. I saw this guy with blue hair and then (laughs) red hair, and I was like, huh, maybe I could do a little something. No, um, I honestly definitely picked up a lot of inspiration from you because 2020, I think everybody like retreated to their house, but Again, you took it as an opportunity to go, okay, well, I'm at my house. What else can I be doing? Yeah. And you started to just tap into the social media stuff. And then I started to hear you say, like, you everybody needs to go all in on this. I'm seeing returns. You need to go all in, like yeah. all in. And I reached out to you, you know, not that long ago saying, hey, I'm about to spend this much money, which even the amount of money that I spend on it monthly to do, I don't think most people are going to do, right? Yeah, yeah. But you're like, if you're going to do it right, do it this way. I'm like, all right. So that's what I'm doing. Like I am a brand new baby on YouTube, but I have so much information to give and I have so like my phone just rings and dings all day long that this will just be a better platform to get it out there on truly, honestly, I think. Um, The other day I had a 25 minute conversation with somebody who wanted to talk about short-term rentals versus long-term rentals. And I was able to go like, hey, I have a YouTube video. I just shot a YouTube video on this. Go watch that 45 minute clip Cause I need to go check on these condos, you know,
0: that that's the biggest thing that for sure. Social media has helped with, with especially YouTube, since that it's long form, you can explain things like yes. I kept getting asked the same thing you did with, how should I become a realtor? How should I do this? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, dude, just go do it. I don't have time. Right. Yeah. And I kind of took it a little step further where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write a book Yeah. and just show them how to do it. So I never had to explain it once again after that, yeah. like read the book. Yep. Whether you do anything with it or not, it's on you. Social media also gives that opportunity where you don't have to go write a book. You can create a video tomorrow of what you keep getting asked. And so when I look at my content, it's literally stuff that I'm getting asked constantly. And I'm like, Hey, all right. You guys want to know about this? make a video now I'll never have to answer it again
1: yep <laughs> and it's still a kind of a personal touch at the same time they're seeing your face they're hearing it from you you know yeah like I'm there for it but um 45 minute conversations about the same thing over and over and over again that's I've already seen the benefit with YouTube and just that you know Here, go, watch, m- go watch yeah, the video
0: it took you a while to make that video yeah but man
1: I will reuse. To never to do it again yeah Stu just had me do a great one which was uh the first time homebuyer process for VA Right. How many times do I have that conversation? Which I love having. But if you could watch this video first, this might cut down on a lot of the questions. You know? I,
0: what I would suggest you do is, uh, and I don't know if you've already done it or not, but you know, on your main website for however people are finding you, I would create a very, you know, it could be five to 10 minute video of who Felicia Rexford is and why you should work with her. What differentiates her from every other realtor? And you will see how, like how many people it attracts, like how many more leads you get, but also how many people you get out of your way Yeah, that are time wasters. Because right. It, you also in that video, you should disqualify. And so like every single one of my companies has a landing page with a video yeah. and the video's purpose is to, yeah, tell them about us, get them excited, make them want to get on a call with my team. But it also disqualifies them in multiple ways of like, you know, I, I have a one that we send to people who DM me and we're like, hey, just so you know, you know, our courses are expensive. They're a thousand bucks. We've yeah. got coaching that's yep. up to twenty five thousand dollars. <throat> like, you know, if that's something you're interested in, great. If not, no big deal. But yep. if you are, here's all the benefits and everything you're going to get. And sure enough, we know we're talking to a qualified person.
1: Right. Yep.
0: And no, we never totally. have to do it again.
1: Totally. I totally different. I mean same concept, different play, I guess. I wanted I wanted <laughs> something stupid. I wanted a mural painted on my backyard wall. Okay. And this guy does these murals all over Las Vegas and I reached out to him and I said, "Hey man, I want a mural painted on my wall." And I'm a business person. I get, he probably gets that all the time with right. people thinking that it's going to be a cheap little thing. I was an I was an art major before the Air Force. I've already lived a few lives. <laughs> okay. And uh and he's like, hey, thanks for reaching out. Just so you know, my mural start at $3,000. Yeah. That doesn't even bother me. Yeah. One, I'd rather you do that. Two, as soon as I'm like, yeah, I figured- Next step. Now he knows that he's working with somebody who's willing to pay that commission. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that he was so blunt with that because in (laughs) business, I think we tiptoe around that bluntness bluntness sometimes, Um, but it's a time saver. It's an energy saver. Well, and two,
0: you know, even with like commissions, right? It's a huge deal with realtors. Like, look, if you're a 3% agent, tell them out the bat. Like, yo, I charge 3%. Here's why Yeah, you want a 1%. I don't care. Yep. Kick rocks. That
1: $1.4 million listing that I just closed. I mean, he wanted to negotiate commissions all day long and I wouldn't do it. I said, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to give you a full service listing. I'm going to be here every step of the day. And I even showed up on a Saturday with some people to help them like, you know, pack boxes like, but I'm not going to negotiate my, my commission because that's my time and energy away from my family. Yeah. When you think of it that way, what's that worth?
0: More than that. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think about this all the time with, uh, you know, time and money, like what am I really valuing my time at? Yeah. Because if I, if I look at it for how much I actually make, like I, I weigh undercharge yeah. for what, what I'm willing to sell my time for. So it, it's, it's an interesting thing that we do that. <coughs> um.
1: But I like that, that expectations model. I like that.
0: Yeah. You, I, I would Establish highly suggest doing it Um, and look to disqualify people. You know, we've, We've done that in all the businesses of like, hey, here's risks that come along with this. Like Panetta Capital, right? You better be accredited or don't talk to us. Mm-hmm. We can't even take you. Mm-hmm. So it's 50,000 minimum. You you have to be accredited. Mm-hmm. Like don't submit if that's you. Yep. And then uh, we tell them, here's why we're better. Yeah. So it's just the same model over and over again. And I think that's why I've been able to start multiple businesses because I've realized these all run the freaking same way. Yeah. They all have the same kind of marketing They all have operations, they all have marketing, they have sales, and you're just selling a different product or service. That's it.
1: And you're seeing a need and you're just filling that void. So, yeah. And most of it seems like it stemmed from your businesses. Oh, I need this. I'm going to make this. I need this. I'm just going to make this. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Or everybody else. Who's your guy? Who's your guy? I'm like, well, I guess I'm the guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm always just like, listen to the demand and your customers and all those things. Um, But I think what you're going to see as you go down the social media path is, number one, it's super hard. And if if you're still with me to this podcast right now, kudos. Yeah, You're you're the real ones. But uh, (laughs) if you are a, you know, a successful business person, it's so difficult to start social media once you've already had business success because you will not make money. Right. And like it, you're going like to spend the more time, yes. more effort on this yeah. and you will not make money. Yeah. But you have to believe that in the long run, it will be worth it. And it's so simple. Like I see all my business friends who get all hyped up and these are like, these aren't your normal people who get hyped up to do something and then like, don't do it. Right. right. That's a normal person. These yeah. per- people are successful. Executors. They're yeah. already good. Yeah. And they still get hyped up and they quit because yeah. they don't see the immediate return. Yeah. And. trust me.
1: I've been asking the same thing. Yeah. Stu, well, when do I start seeing some more numbers? You know, I mean, it's hard not to, but that's also, I told you why I gave you, like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do this for a minimum of a year, period. Right. So I'm right. doing this for a year, whether I like it, not don't see return, whatever. And I mean, return is kind of a hard thing for real estate. You know, returns always gonna be what I'm making. I've already seen the benefits right. of this. Right. They're, they're more subtle right now. I'm expecting them to be bigger later, but I'm already seeing benefits from it, yeah. you know?
0: I remember when I got my first uh, YouTube AdSense uh, day that we made money, it was like 20 bucks which was like way higher than most people I saw got their first day. Like I've seen a lot of people who made like two cents or yeah, like a dollar. Yeah. And they were like, I made money making videos. Yeah. And then uh, mine was like 20 bucks. I was like, we just made 20 bucks, guys. <laughs> like we're on the right track, baby. Let's go. We got, I got lunch today, you know? And so it was, you, you I was had, super, caught that
1: fish. You got a fish. I you we know? got a
0: fish. And then I remember I had my first hundred buck day. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I just made a hundred bucks from that video that was tight yeah and then uh you know I remember we we had a month where we made or not a month but I I had I'm pretty certain I had a thousand dollar day from YouTube I was like this is stupid uh, (laughs) I can't believe I just got paid a thousand bucks for YouTube videos yeah um which even then think about all
1: those millionaire kids out there right now like
0: dude they're making d- so much money millionaire it's so children they need to be you know? a penny to capital all you millionaire <laughs> kids freaking you don't know what to do is with there an money. age limit <laughs> no i don't think there's an a, accredited age, age limit, limit. <laughs> dude you just you if you're a millionaire, millionaire? freaking yeah if you're a millionaire and you're making youtube videos I, you probably don't know how to invest so just give it to me <laughs> we'll do it but uh it's worth it and it, even still i talked to this girl um her name is shelby church she's a famous youtuber got over a million subs um, one of the only like female finance, like YouTubers to, to have like huge success. And, uh, I was asking her, I was like, so how long have you been on YouTube? Like, I don't know much about your story. She's like, Oh, I've been on it since I was 14. I was like, how old are you now? She's like 26. I was like, wow. Dang, you've been on YouTube 12 years. Yeah. And, uh, to, to never gave it up. No, I guarantee she wasn't like having crazy success as a 14 year old. Yeah. Like, she just stuck with it. Now she's, she's killing it. Yeah. And wow. So that's kind of inspiring is like, yo, how bad do you really want it? Yeah. (coughs) So I think it's worth it. I think also too, it will continue to get bigger and bigger and more people will take notice of what's possible. Um, I think all the platforms are big opportunities like TikTok and Instagram. And, um, I'm just constantly studying like what's next, like, Mm -hmm. you know, podcast is a very interesting one as well. Um, podcast is kind of like, I would say the most difficult mm-hmm. to really start seeing the returns on. Mm. It's harder to, to be found on a podcast and all these things, but
1: but people love them right now. They're working yeah. out, they're walking, they're doing, they're listening to podcasts, yeah. you know,
0: and I love it. I love being able to create other pieces of content from the podcast. Yeah. So it's, I enjoy it. Um, but I would just say for you really just stick with you know, one or two platforms that you're f- super focused on, mm-hmm. you know, so if it's YouTube commit, Hey, I'm making X amount of videos this month or not this month, this week, this yep. is what I'm going to do. And then uh, make an X amount of TikToks, whatever. And that's it. Let, let's let let the results happen. I'm not, you know, going to be a slave to yeah. the results.
1: Yeah. And that's what we're doing. We're dedicating time <laughs> and days and we have to knock out X amount in that day. You know, yeah. um. So so far so good, but I mean, I'm for all the people that are out there executing these videos at the level they are, like my hat is off to you because it is work, it is work, and like you said, that's why most people aren't sticking with it because it's work and upfront you're not really seeing a dollar amount come back from it. Yeah, you
0: know? I I kind of I see it as similar to kind of like the actors and the actresses who. Right. Their, their dream is to, to be an actor one day. And so they got to cut their teeth doing all these crappy yeah. things that yeah. commercials nobody...
1: before you get the movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it
0: takes years for them to break through. I mean, some, t- some actors, man, like they, they were doing it for 10, 20 years before yeah. they got their big break. Right. So like, how long are you really willing to commit to it?
1: Yeah, no, that's good. I like that analogy. I'm going to remember that yeah I'd like to be a Julia Roberts
0: there you go (laughs)
1: you you never know
0: you never know so anyways um, I've really appreciated having you on yeah it's been a fun talk Uh, I love seeing your success and uh, you know for anyone who's looking to buy a house in Vegas or, or network where can they find you
1: Instagram would be a good one. Okay. Felicia Rexford, they could DM me, find me there. My <laughs> website, therexfordgrouplv.com.
0: It'll probably have a landing page video now.
1: YouTube, it will, <laughs> and it will, it will set expectations. There you go. Uh, my YouTube channel, it's just Felicia Rexford. So I mean, if you start and if you actually spell my name correctly, F A L I S H A, Felicia Rexford, I'm gonna pop up. You'll be able to find me. So cool.
0: Yeah. So we'll link to that all down below. And uh, guys, if you've enjoyed this video, make sure you go give. Felicia follow make sure you subscribe to this channel this podcast however you're watching it we'll catch you on the next one peace thanks for watching the Ryan Paneda show if you want to work with me head over to RyanPaneda.com. you can find my courses coaching programs and upcoming events we also have free resources you can download so head over to RyanPaneda.com.